0: Welcome to episode 52 of Voice in Education. Yes, 52 weeks of me bringing this to you. Julie Daniel Davis here, and this is our one-year anniversary, which not surprisingly coincides with the one-year anniversary of when I started this, which was during Project Voice, and we just finished Project Voice 2020. And what I thought I would do today is share some takeaways that I'm really excited about and just some things that I feel like um, really are going to impact education. First of all, I'd like to say thank you to Bradley Metrock for creating a tract within Project Voice this year just for educators or people interested in education. That really allowed me to look at this through a lens of what can help me, what can help students, and how do we move forward in voice. Thankful to have Rebecca Dwinger come and be a part. She is the founder of the hashtag Alexa4EDU and very active on, in the voice community as well. And we got to share together. We got to do panel discussions together. We spent a lot of time together just talking about possibilities. So that part of networking, I think, is the one of the greatest benefits of Project Voice. Um, I can talk to anyone from the from the chief evangelism officer of uh, Alexa down to the brand new developer who's just thinking about how do I start this? What do I want to do? And that sense of community, I've never been in another community uh, that is greater and more inclusive and um, friendly than the voice community. I am so thankful for that and what it's been able to do for me during all this time. Um, the things that I'm heard over and over again that I just wanted to do a quick thing and how they impact education. The first one was interoperability. Uh, Alexa is working very hard to create an opportunity where you can use Google Assistant on their on the uh, Amazon Echo device. So th- what that would do is allow educators, let's say um, you created a, a Google action, you can actually play it on your Alexa device. What I'm waiting for is vice versa. I'm hoping that we see a lot more where Bixby, Alexa, all these different companies will create an interoperability so that when you create for one of these, they could be, um, used on any device that could really help educators in terms of sharing information with families i think that would be a great thing uh the other things that i got really excited about was kathy pearl in her opening keynote for google the day our google day talked about that google's striving to to put uh the data more local on on the Google assistance, In other words, localizing the data instead of sending it up to the cloud. And as an educator who's constantly concerned about student privacy, I think this is a huge step in the right direction to make people feel more secure about what they share, what they say, and what's being listened to if it's shared, if it's saved locally. Uh, And as Rebecca Dwinger said in our panel discussion with Bradley Metrock, Educators trust Google. We are already there because, for instance, my school is a is a Chromebook school, and my school is a Google Suite school. So hey, Google, why don't you create a platform for educators so that we can feel 100% safe in using voice in the classroom? Um, I heard a lot of things about multimodal. It's really interesting. I remember sitting there listening, you know, oh, the next thing is to get ready for the screen and get ready for this. And I myself got, oh, I'm not sure I want that. And I leaned over to Rebecca and she said, yeah, we don't use it either. And I think the main reason is we. This, this is such a niche product uh, and the communal aspect of it is really what I think is missing in education to hit. To get information without having to look down, get off task, or look away, but still be in a conversation is a huge plus, and the price point is a huge plus. When we start adding more levels to this, um, it doesn't do the same thing. I'm not saying I—it's not. I'm not saying multimodal is a bad thing, but I don't want us to just dismiss the power of the smart speaker. Um, what else i'm also excited about working with um paul hickey of data-driven design design we spoke at the alexa conference um my students and i some of our international students we talked about how we're using alexa in the classroom to help them study and to help them with their pronunciations of english words he, uh, Paul is going to work with us to actually create an onboarding skill that would allow new students who come to our school from foreign countries to have just most commonly asked questions and a way to access them whenever they want to. So that there's um, it it just gives them a sense of security and knowing or or going somewhere to find out things without having to ask someone when you're first new to the states especially. Um, Another exciting thing this week, and one that I always appreciate about Bradley Metrock, is he always pushes the envelope and tries to show both sides of things. And he had um, a speaker who's, daughter is named alexa and lauren shared that um it has really impacted and even caused some bullying of her daughter based on the wake word and she is asking people well she's actually asking amazon to change the wake word but if you as an educator it was a really touching story and i and i can believe it i mean as an educator that it has become a problem so i encourage you um Change your wake word to either echo or uh, computer. You have that option. But there might be other options out there that would make it less um, of a problem in the classroom or for for just that person. And the name of that um, movement is called Alexa is is a human.com. And if you're interested, you can reach find out more there. And then lastly, I would have to say this is the thing I am most excited about. Um, It would be fair to say from the very beginning that the thing I've been most concerned about in using um, any kind of voice speaker is privacy, and just making sure we're using it in a way that truly leads to human flourishing and i had the opportunity on friday after the the alexa conference was over to be a part of an ethic committee meeting it's not really committee yet yet, the ethics meeting where John Stein of Open Voice Network came and led the meeting. And there were probably 25 people in the room from varied backgrounds, from healthcare, care, um, education, finance, all sorts of things being represented in the room. But I was amazed and still in shock and almost can get weepy about the fact that so many people saw the value of education being part of talking about the ethics of using um, smart speakers well. And um, I'm excited about our next step. I've already been in contact with John Stein and uh, we're going to hopefully create some standards and some suggestions both laterally and horizontally that will help both developers and enterprise systems as well as teachers themselves understand what's the best use. How do we do this wisely? How do we do this that causes human uh, flourishing and not just lead us down a a rabbit hole that we can't ever overcome? And that's something I've been concerned about regarding artificial intelligence from the start. So to know that there's a place out there that's working towards that and that I get to be a part of that um, just makes this heart my heart very very happy if you are interested in that part of this or you're interested in being part of the educational committee or being part of the education side of the ethics contact me also follow on social media open voice network Uh, I think they have Facebook, they have Instagram, they have a Twitter account, maybe even a LinkedIn account. It's worthy. Check it out. This is Julie Daniel Davis, and I am looking to another year of being here for you guys to help you figure out how best to use voice speakers in the classroom. I'm empowered after this week, and I can't wait to see what's next. Um, Talk to you soon and hope you have a great week.